Welcome to Deed and Truth, a podcast exploring loving God and loving our neighbors, not just in words, but also in actions. And with the Bible as the source and standard of truth. I am Tommy Morris. And I'm Sean Schomer. Sean, welcome back in the studio, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Should have Scott in next week and get some recorded. So looking forward to all three of us being back together. It's been a while. For sure. This year's been crazy. Got to get back into the flow. Man, definitely need to. <laughs> it has definitely been a crazy start to the year. You got married. I did. Yeah. So. I'm married, man. Been keeping you kind of busy. Yeah, a little bit. A little, a little here and there, a little, yeah. some road trips and stuff. So, yeah, that's good, but it's good to be back. And uh, what are we talking about today, Sean? We're talking about prayer. It's a good topic. I mean, it's a very important part of our Christian walk and maybe a, a part of our Christian walk that suffers often, can, can, be, can be difficult. Yeah, it kind of falls by the wayside. Yeah, easy to do. Mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe not fully understanding what it is and just the hustle and bustle, busyness of life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what is prayer? That's a good question. What is prayer? I mean, prayer is really communication with God. It's our way of talking with God, of communing and communicating with him. Yeah. I mean, just like we would communicate with anybody else, we, we talk to that person. We share with that person, you know, we ask things of them. We, it, it's just part of it and getting deeper, you know, building a relationship with somebody, you, you get to know that person, you let them in on your heart, you get to know their heart and you have that, that conversation with them and open yourself up. Yeah. I like how you said that it's, you know, similar to like the way we would talk with one another because it does have that relational aspect. And I think sometimes we can forget that part of it. And it can become kind of ritualistic in a sense, you know, or just kind of something we do or kind of throw out there or maybe only do in emergencies. You know, but when you think about our relationships with other people, especially those that you love, you know, the people that you really love, if your communications with them was sporadic, like, like you just got married, right? Mm-hmm. So if for you and Brittany, you barely ever talked, maybe for five minutes in the morning and five minutes before bed. And when you did talk, you just gave each other a list of to-dos, right? Or requests, yeah. Yeah. you know, or you talk, you call her, and then it, it's five minutes of you talking about you. That would probably put a strain on the relationship. What do you think? Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, that's not, it just wouldn't work. That's not a relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she would be too keen on that one. No, she probably wouldn't like that. No. No. And I wouldn't either. (laughs) Definitely not. Definitely not. And yet, you know, when we think about our relationship with Christ in our communication with him, I think sometimes this is kind of how we can go into it. I think people can, can look at it a little flippantly at times or that it's not really a priority, but it's very important. I mean, it is an aspect of building the relationship and growing deeper, you know, with Christ Mm -hmm. in, in conjunction with reading, you know, reading scripture. So there are a lot of acronyms. I think you and I have talked about multiple acronyms that each of us have heard over the years 
Uh, you have a couple. One that I heard is uh, growing up was Acts, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. Uh, this, and I think you have two, and, and one of yours is kind of similar. But and, and we'll kind of talk a little bit more about them in detail. But what were the two acronyms that you had? I had tacos and pray. We got to hear about tacos, yeah, for sure. Anything, <laughs> any acronym of tacos is is. Is good tacos are good. Well, I think guy, I think guys, <laughs> for guys, they're gonna remember tacos, right? Like for that's sure. an acronym dudes can remember <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> so, so what was the tacos one? What's what do each of those stand for? Yeah. So we got the T is Thanksgiving, and this is this is like a in order of you know start to finish, pretty much how you pray you start out with thanksgiving admiration confession you pray for others and then pray for yourself so the the first two are thanksgiving and admiration you start out thanking god for everything that he's given for you or given to you uh you admire him for his his attributes and just anything you can fathom to admire god about there's the list is endless no doubt and uh then you move to confession which is opening wide your heart before god god forgive me and uh we can go in depth on that but then the o you you start praying for others and then by the time you get to the s you know your prayer once you get through taco, once you get to the S of tacos, it's just, Lord, help me be a better Christian, you know, <laughs> help me to walk in this dark world and be a light. It, your prayers become less selfish when you, when you flip it and pray for yourself at last. Yeah, I like that one. So we'll talk about that more here in a second, but what's the PRAY acronym? Because uh, I had not heard that one and you just told that one to me before we started recording and I, I thought that one was interesting as yeah. well. Yeah, pray is praise, repent, ask, and yield. Yeah, I like that one. So the so we can go ahead and kind of start at, at the beginning of all three of these. Uh, and the way it really starts is Thanksgiving and praise. You know, we see that at the the beginning of each of these acronyms. You know, and I think that's such an important part. You know, we'll we'll do another episode where we really break down the Lord's Prayer. Uh, but when you think about the Lord's Prayer, you know, when it starts off, "Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name." It's that's a a declaration of of praise and worship and and acknowledging the holiness of God. You know, and so there is that that worship that's going forth and acknowledging who God is and. And the magnificence of his glory and his holiness. Yeah. You know, so I think it's an important thing to to start. I think sometimes we can uh, we can come into prayer and just kind of hit the ground running with a bunch of requests. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a wish list, so to speak. Um, but it's good to slow down and and just remember who it is that we're coming before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, if if we think of it like we're literally coming before God. I mean, we, we wouldn't stand at the foot of the throne and just be like, 
God, I, you know, give me a good night's rest, a, a Lamborghini and, you know, all this stuff. We would, we would be, we would completely forget about ourselves and just be like, whoa, God, you're awesome. You know, I mean, think about it literally standing before the throne of God. It, all of our selfish thoughts would, would f- fly out the window. And that's, that's what we're doing when we pray. We're, we're coming before God. So yeah, just just knowing knowing what knowing who we're coming before, who we're praying to, who we're having this this conversation, this relationship with, and really getting some perspective on that will humble yourself for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I think of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter six when the presence of the Lord came to and filled the temple. You know, and Isaiah. This great prophet of God, you know, he falls down before the presence of God and says, woe is me, a man of unclean lips. His initial response was one of humility mm-hmm. and acknowledging that uh, there was this singing around the Lord who was high and lifted up of holy, holy, holy. You know, so there was this this worship of God's holiness and there was this humility in Isaiah and understanding who he was in the presence of a holy God, you know, and I do, I think that's important to remember that we don't come into prayer just so flippantly, you know, this, this is the God of all creation, the eternal God, you know, the, the, the one who is above all things that we are coming before uh, to commune with. And, and yes, we're told to come boldly before the throne of grace, but we're not told to come flippantly hmm. or, or haphazardly or, uh, or even entitled. You know, I don't think that that's uh, really the, the route to take. And I think we see that as we move on to the acronym, as we move from the praise and worship portion to the next part of the acronym, which for both of them um, dealt with sin. Yeah. Yeah, in pray, it's repent, and in tacos, it's confession. And the Acts one, it's confess as well. Yeah. Yeah. So just knowing that we are not worthy, we are unholy, (laughs) and uh, we are standing before a holy God. We are communing with a holy God and confessing that we're not worthy and confessing our sins and pouring our heart out. And sin doesn't change our relationship status with God. You know, as children of God, we don't cease to, to be children of God, but it breaks relationship. You know, if, if, you know, we're both dads, right? So if our kids were to sin against us, they don't cease being our daughters. Mm-hmm. But there may be a strain on that relationship because of that sin. You know, same with, uh, you know, with our wife, you know, with Helena and with with Brittany, if we sin against them, they're still married to us, but we might sleep on the couch. There might be, you know, there might be, a, not really, but there might, there might be some inter- interruption or some impact on the relationship, the communication and things of that nature. And, and there's a restoration to be made. And the same is true. You know, it can, sin can interrupt that fellowship between us and Christ. And it, requires us to confess to come into agreement with that thing that we did is sin 
and to repent, to make that 180-degree turn away from sin, turning away from sin and turning to Christ. Yeah, for sure. Well, the beauty of it is that he promises he promises us in Scripture that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah, I mean, we're, like you said, we're to confess our sins and the ones the ones that we know about, like if we've, if we've, if we've lied or gotten angry or something, but also just to come before God and God forgive me for any sins that I don't even know about. And, uh, Psalm 19, 12 through 13 says, who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgressions. So that's another just any any known sins. And then just to kind of cover your bases, <laughs> any unknown sins. And uh, and then moving forward onto the the next letter, which is uh, in pray is, is yield. And in tacos is others and self. Yeah, so let's go with the tacos first, because that's more of a... Well, I think pray is ask. The A is ask, right? It is ask. Yeah, okay, so ask and then yield. So so the A in pray is ask. The O in tacos, which we'll address first, is others. So there is an asking uh, yeah. term of, of supplication, making our requests known before God. Right, and we're told that we're we're told in Scripture to make our requests known. And so, what we're saying here in your acronym tacos, which I, I think I had heard for the first time like a month or two ago from you, was asking for others before we ask for ourselves. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Always, always praying for others. You know, loving our neighbors more than we love ourselves. Yeah, that's good. And it's good that you mentioned that. I think if we look back to the the two great commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, taking those and and applying that to prayer, mm-hmm. you know, we are we're essentially doing that here with these acronyms. It's it's everything is about worship and praise to God. It is about confessing our sins and and making sure that there's not any breach of fellowship. With Christ because of unconfessed sin, and then it is turning to loving our neighbor as ourself, and so we we start to lift them up in prayer, you know, and to pray for for their needs, for their well being, for their salvation, what whatever it may be. Yeah, for sure, and it's it's you know we got the thanksgiving and admiration, and then we got the putting others before ourselves. I mean, it it if it all falls in line. With one another. You remember when Pat preached a sermon on prayer? Yeah. Was it like a year or two ago? Yeah, it was whenever uh, it was whenever we first started coming to Live Oak. It was like that summer of COVID or 2020? something. 2020? Yeah, it was something like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. So coming um, up on three years. Wow, I didn't realize it, yeah, been it was that long. It was a while back. Yeah. So his but, challenge at the end of the sermon was, was hard. Yeah, it was a week-long challenge yeah. of... Just for this for this week, don't pray for yourself. Just pray for heavenly things. 
pray for, you know, pray the will of God. And yeah, he challenged, he challenged the church with it. Yeah. An entire week not to ask for anything for yourself. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, I mean, it wasn't easy for us at first. It was definitely a different transition just because, I mean, there were, there's things you're going through in life, right? And you want to ask God for help and for, for wisdom. You know, a lot of our prayers involve asking God for wisdom and to know his will, but to, to even look at it and go, I'm not, I'm not going to pray for anything for myself. We're going to cut all of that out. Like it really made you be intentional to think about others and what their needs were and how you could pray for others. And it got easier as the week went on. And to me, it was such a great challenge. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I remember the, the next, the following Sunday too, you know, Pat was like, so how'd it go? (laughs) And some people, you know, I think they passed a mic around or some people just, you know, spoke up, but, uh, it was cool. It was cool to see, see a church because we were new to live oak and uh to see that i was like man this is cool this is where i this is where i want to be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it is neat it is neat and it just it just really goes back to what we were talking about about the humility you know and, and one recognizing who god is but also there's humility comes when you start to look outside of yourself yeah, you know when when you're focused inward nonstop, I mean, it's so easy to just fall to pride and become just self-consumed. But it, but when you start to pray for others to the point where you're like, all right, I'm going to completely not pray for myself for a week. <laughs> like you have no choice but to think of ways to pray for others, and it it just changes your whole perspective on things and and really on what's important. You know, and and I think it can help to start move from prayer to action, you know, and your action starting to be more about blessing others and, and doing for others and, and not for yourself. So yeah. I think it's a good place to start. Yeah. You start thinking about it. You, your thoughts become words as you pray about it. Your, your words become actions as you go forth and then your actions, hopefully bless others. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hopefully your actions will become habits and, yeah. and kind of redefine your character. Yeah. And so after you know, we go through all of this of, of worshiping God and confessing our sin and, and we, we lift others up in prayer, you know, you said we come to the end where finally make supplication for ourselves, pray for our, our needs. Yeah. You know, is, is how the, the tacos. That's right. Acronym the, the S and tacos is self. Yeah. Last. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you... You can ask for for stuff for yourself, but once you, I mean, once you admire who God is and who you're standing before and confess and pray for others, once you get to yourself, it's like, well, Lord, just help me walk in this dark world. Help me to be a light. Amen. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it's not, it, you're like, ah. I don't even want to pray for myself, you know. Well, I think sometimes it's true, like especially uh, if you know if you're praying for like missions, right? Or you have, you know someone in the community with great need or who's really going through trials. Yeah, it it kind of puts puts it in perspective. Yeah, big time. And so you get to your own prayer and you're like, 
Things really aren't that bad for me. <laughs> I got it good. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you find, like, I think it's always a good thing to pray. God, grow me in your character. You know, I, yeah. I think I pray that often. Grow me in your character and in the knowledge of your word. Yeah. You know, it's, it's if there's nothing else that I can think of to pray, those are two good things to that I can ask God to help me with. Yeah. And I mean, it's the stuff that we're asking God for, for others and for ourselves I just wanted to kind of touch on this, like whenever we ask, whenever we ask God for something, of course, it, our our request, first of all, has to, it must glorify God. So if, if we're not getting what we pray for, then, you know, maybe it's not glorifying to God. And then two, it needs to be consistent with God's word. So pray whenever you're asking, you know, for others and self, Glorifying God, consistent with God's word. And then John sixteen twenty three through 24 says, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And Jesus sets the condition that our request brings us joy if that makes sense if we're praying god's will and this you know goes back to the lord's prayer we're praying the will of god and it's glorifying to god and consistent with god's word then jesus is our is our joy and he he sets the condition that our our request will bring us joy and so just in in asking if we're not if we're not praying the word of God and asking along the lines with God, like if, you know, we're not going to get, you know, it's not going to happen. We're not getting a Lamborghini. You know? <laughs> right. um, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing is, is those verses, you know, when, it, when they talk about, you know, asking and receiving, I think the thing to understand there truly is that if we are delighting in the Lord, you know, we're not going to pray for something that would contradict his character and we're not going to pray in a way that is prideful or selfish. Yeah, we're delighting sure. in the Lord. You know, so it's, it's God can say, if you ask it in my name, I'll give it to you because he knows if you're asking in his name, you're delighting in him. You're, you're truly seeking his will above all things. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know, there are desires that he's putting in your heart. They're, they're godly desires because yeah. they're desires that bring him glory. Not us. Yeah, that's right. Desires that point people to him, not to us. And so it just goes back to um, the motives of our heart. Mm-hmm. Was it James? You have not because you ask not. Yeah, yeah. Or you ask selfishly. Yeah. Essentially, you know, in pure heart. And yeah, I think that's an, an important element to point out when, when we talk about the ask is, is the motive of our heart. Yeah, for sure. If if you pray through, if you pray through the tacos, once once you get to asking for others and asking for self, you're going to be more in line with with scripture, with you know, with God's will. If you're if you're truly you know thanking God and admiring God and confessing and pouring your heart out, once once you get to asking for others and loving others and praying for them and then you ask for yourself, you, you know, you're, you're on the right track. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a really good place to start. So going back to the, the pray acronym, 
So it was praise, right? Yeah. Repent. Ask. And then the why. Is yield. Yield. Yeah, so I liked that one because we had not talked about that acronym before. But I like ending, you know, not ending the podcast here, but ending this thought of, of through the acronym of with yield, right? That That's a, a part of yielding to the will of God. I think sometimes, look, for me, this is hard. I like answers right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm ready when I feel like God's moving in something, I'm ready for God to move right now. What's the answer? What are we doing? Where am I going? Yeah, What's sure. up? And and I will say the last couple of months, God has tested that <laughs> over and over and over as I have had to wait on him yeah. and his timing. And so yielding can be very, can be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard for sure. I get, I get very impatient as well just physically and just with stuff that I want to happen that I think should happen much sooner than they are happening. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah we want it our way. Yeah. In our time. Right, right? now. <laughs> yeah. And that is not <laughs> yielding to God. No. That is us wanting control. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just waiting on the Lord. You know, the Bible tells us to, to wait on the Lord. even Even in prayer, just to... Just to just kind of sit and just be silent, you know, and just let let your mind dwell on God, dwell on the attributes of God. I like to pray. I I like to pray out loud, and then sometimes I'll just sit quietly <laughs> at the end, and you know, just let my mind run wild. And then it, it, you know, sometimes it makes me think of other stuff to pray for. But yeah, I mean, that's part of it. It's good. I know in life group, Scott would always you know, talk about allowing the awkward silence yeah, to happen. For sure. And I think w- when we relate that to prayer, <laughs> that can be an issue for people. Like people like me who like to talk, just sitting and being silent and allowing essentially an awkward silence to just be there as you just sit before God and just have a kind of a, a heart of prayer and worship before the father. Uh, it can be hard to just sit there and, and not want to break the silence by just start talking again. Mm-hmm. You know, And I do, I think that's a very important element to this. I'm glad you, you brought that uh, tonight to talk about of just being still, be still and know that I am God, right? Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Like there's a lot of scripture about just being still and waiting on God. We don't always have to be go, 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 talk, talk, talk. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's an, a very important thing. And, and I, yeah, I like it, man. Yeah, Psalm 37, really the, the whole psalm is awesome. But um, Psalm 37, 7 says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Yield. (laughs) Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. I mean, that's just one spot, but it's it's all through scripture. You know, wait on the Lord, be still in the Lord, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Yeah, because yielding really is a display of faith, right? It's, it's a, an act of faith. And when we yield to God and, and we're not having to continue talking, when we're willing to wait on him, we're showing that we trust that he is sovereign, 
that he will accomplish his purpose, both in our lives and in this world, and that that we can have full faith and trust in him and, and how he's going to move and when he's going to move. And so that yielding element is really us just placing our faith and trust in God to accomplish what he said he would accomplish. You know, and, and it's, it seems counterproductive to pray and not yield, right? Why are we coming before God and making any request to him if we're not going to also yield to him and to his will? Mm. That, that has to be the second part of it. Otherwise, we're really just coming to, to spew a bunch of words in some attempt to manipulate God to move the way we want him to. Yeah. You know, and that's not what prayer is about. It's not about us coming to try to convince God, like, hey, God, I got this really good plan. I got this really good idea, you know, and yeah. and maybe I can convince you to let this happen in my life because I, I really think I could use it for your glory, <laughs> you know, and, and we're, we try to convince or manipulate God through some uh, quick talk, you know, but just just let your yes be yes, your no be no. Make your request known before God and yield to him to move in your life and to, and to answer that prayer and to have his sovereign will done, have yeah. his sovereign will done in our lives. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So logistically, you know, just to kind of close, you know, with, with what prayer looks like, you know, I, I would say be cautious that it's not ritualistic just for the sake of being ritualistic. Mm. It's not a box to check. Right? We don't just get up, say our five-minute prayer so we can say that we did it. You know, that's the, going back to the relationship thing. You know, it's, it's about entering into relational conversation. You know, so be intentional in that and, and allowing your heart to be in that time of prayer. Um, it's not vain repetition. It's not just spewing some words you know, real quick, throwing them up in the air as you're walking out the door just so you can technically say, well, I pray today. You know, and God's also not a 911 operator. He's not up there just for us to throw up a prayer every time we get into a crisis. Yeah. That's not that's not relationship either. You know, I wouldn't want my kid only calling me every time the car gets towed or they get in a wreck or they're out of money or whatever, you know. If my kid only called me when they were in crisis, you know, after a while, I'd be like, yo, is that what this relationship, is this relationship just transactional? What's going on here? You know? So, yeah, I think just entering into it with the right heart, there's, there's different scriptures. Jesus told the disciples, could you not tarry one hour? You know, and and we could take that and be like, oh, well, we have to pray for an hour because Jesus said, could you not tarry (laughs) one hour? You know, and I don't think that's the heart behind it. No, no. Because then Paul, I, I think you had talked about. Uh, Thessalonians, what Paul wrote, pray without ceasing. Oh, yeah, pray without ceasing. (laughs) Yeah. So then it's like, oh, I'll take your one hour and I'll... uh, Turn it into 24 hours. I'm going to pray 24 hours because I'll pray (laughs) without ceasing. So, you know, but, you know, I don't think that's it. I don't think it's a, a matter of trying to find some legalistic box to put prayer into. It's about being in an attitude of prayer as we go throughout our day. Yeah. You know, I, I do think there's... There's a place for, you know, getting alone and getting quiet and having that reverence before God. Um, But there's also the element of praying without ceasing in the sense of of always being in an attitude of prayer and having that 
I guess, open line of communication. I yeah. don't know another way to say yeah, it. Yeah, just having a heart of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Bible tells us, you know, not to pray in the streets like the Pharisees. Go in your closet and shut the door and pray in secret to your father who is in secret. And he will reward you. You know, those, the Pharisees who were praying in the street, like they got their reward because, you know, everybody walking down the street saw them praying and that is their reward. Not, not the act of coming before their father in heaven. That's, that's our reward. But they got their reward by being loudmouths in the streets. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, we're, it, it's, it can just be a daily, a daily walk, you know, pray without ceasing. We, you know, we, we still have to go to work and have stuff to do. Right. So we can't, you know, just run and find a closet or run behind a tree and like pray all the time. But whenever we see, like a cool tree or a cool bird or I love nature. So it's all going to be nature stuff like a bug or, you know, like a river, just like, wow, God, like you created that, like you created that tree. Like, thanks for creating this really cool tree for me to look at, you know, and, and just, just taking a quick second, just to, just to praise God and that pray without ceasing, you know, and then, you know, you can go back to work, but, yeah, it's it's not a like you said legalistic, you know, like literal <laughs> thing. Uh, it's just having a heart of prayer, having a heart of uh, just openness and that relationship that you have with your Father in heaven. Yeah, even you know, if you were to hit me up in the middle of the day saying, "Hey, you got such and such going on, need prayer," you know, it, when you think about praying without ceasing, it's I can I can. I can go ahead and take a moment right then and pray for you. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't need to write your name down or hope that I remember and wait until I have my official prayer time the next morning yeah, yeah. to make supplication for you before the throne of God. I can take that moment right there and go, you know, I'm going to pray for Sean right now because he's going through something right now and he could use some prayer. And, and so just be in that attitude of prayer, it doesn't have to be this, big drawn out thing or this big ritualistic thing where I need to go set up some quiet room and, you know, fall on my face to pray for you. Like I can just be in that mode of communication with God and and pray for you right in that moment, you know, and just have that constant attitude of prayer. Even like you said, like thinking about worship, you know, just that heart of worship as you go throughout the day, as you see God's creation, as you see God moving in people's lives and just being like, God, thank you. Praise you. Look, you're such an awesome God. You know, like you, you've shown yourself faithful or, you know, you've shown your glory today in in such and such way. And just constantly having that heart of worship before God. Yeah. Even if you see someone like holding a door open for a little old lady or something like Thanks, God, that, that that guy's nice or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just little things. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the thing is we, a lot of times we can think that we need some grand gesture. Yeah, because that, we, that gesture will be your reward. Mm-hmm. If that's if that's what it is to you, then that's your reward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the praise of you man. Know? Yeah. Get it here on earth, and that's so, it. So beware. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what we would like to encourage you all is just, be intentional. Take time to pray. You know, if it's getting up a little bit 
early in the morning and, and taking a little time to pray. Uh, but more than that, have a heart of prayer as you go throughout the day. You know, just be mindful of of praying for others as you see things going on throughout the day, as you uh, see needs arise throughout the day. Be in prayer for people, you know, as, as you go throughout the day. Be in that attitude of worship and praise, as Sean was saying, to to just lift up praise to, to the king, even even if singing, you know, if you want to sing out and, and praise um, to just make that part of your day uh, throughout the day. And just to remember to, to go into prayer, looking to God first and then looking to others and then looking to ourselves. That's but, right. You know, let's, let's get the priorities right. And, and if you need some help, then we would put the, we would put the pat challenge out to you to take a week and do not ask for anything for yourself. If you'd like to take that challenge that Pat put out to us three years ago, take one week. Don't ask for a single thing for yourself. Just pray for others and worship the Lord in your prayer time. Uh, and then we'd love to hear back from you on how that went and what it was like and, and maybe what the, the, challenges were what the benefits were and and how it changed your perspective on prayer yeah absolutely love to hear some feedback on that definitely so we thank you for listening Uh, to give us that feedback you can hit us up on social media we are on facebook instagram and youtube you can search the deed and truth podcast we're also on twitter deed underscore truth you can also check us out on the website deedandtruthpodcast.com where you're actually able to leave us a review leave us a message and you can actually leave us a voicemail on there that we can hear and answer any questions uh, again we'd love to hear back from you on on prayer in your life and, and how all that is going be sure to subscribe to the podcast we are dropping new episodes every Monday that way you do not miss an episode alright till next time <laughs>